Welcome to the My Michelle Live Podcast. Now, here's Michelle. Michelle Mendoza, glad to be hanging out with you. We're going to give you more than music. More than just music. More than music. Oh, how I love that riff. It is so beautiful. And it is from my co-host of this segment. He comes on with me from time to time. Don Nyland Jr. Don, glad you could join us. It's glad to be here, Michelle. I love that that riff there we hear it when we play our more than music segment but as with any musician there's always something else god's putting on your heart and if you haven't met don before uh don it has a really cool testimony uh, he's a brilliant guitarist and his music he has dedicated solely to serving God. He reaches into prison ministries and to people who are in marginal places in life and reaching in there with his music where words may not be attainable. You have uh, a new a new project coming up and a new song. I want to play just a bit of it. This song's pretty important for those of us who have seen a turnaround in our life where we've ever been. And if you're listening, if you've ever been up against the wall where you've ever felt like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And that's where a lot of us are after COVID and some of the uh, angst in the world. Some of us are dealing with financial problems and our, our world's been turned upside down because we've lost jobs. Don, this is a time where when we come up against the wall, maybe it is time for us to ask God to turn me around. Yeah, that's what I, I wrote this song about it. This one, I kind of did kind of a foreigner type vocal thing. And I was singing about basically, you know, the desperation, like, you know, I need someone. It was a like, I need to, I need to get back with God and I, I need to, I need to get back where I belong with God. Yeah, it's kind of, it's throwback a little bit. The The feeling is a bit of a, a throwback song. We're going to talk more about throwback music in just a, a little bit. Don, some of the people that you have ministered to, whether they're people on the street, people in imprisoned, people freshly out of prison, a different way of living than many of us and many of my listeners may be accustomed to, although you may be listening and this speaks to you. But there is something pretty powerful in reaching people through, and I, I call, call it throwback music, mu- a music style that people are familiar with. It's almost like comfort food for the soul. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, this album, Children of the Light, it, it's going to have a lot of classic rock on it. And I, I try to write music that'll reach people that normally don't listen to Christian music. It's trying to find a language that people understand. And there are a lot of folks that speak in the language they can hear in the language of a more classic rock style. 
yeah, I think what happens is you have a lot of Christian bands that go over to the rock side and you don't even know it's about Jesus or you have a bunch of gospel music, which is very beautiful. But I, I'm going down the line of classic rock, but I want there to be no doubt this is about Jesus. This music is Christian music. So I, I come out swinging for the Lord. And you see that that because it's a language that people can understand, the people that you're singing or speaking to with your guitar, because it's a language they can understand, you see great response. I do. I, and I've had other people that normally don't listen to Christian music they, they they listen to what I'm what I'm coming out with, and I I can only hope it gets out to the masses somehow. I I wish I, someone would help me to do that. That had those connections. Maybe you're listening today, and this can be part of your ministry as well. You can reach Don at littlepacific.com. Now, at littlepacific.com is well done. You have uh, your music, and it is available to download for free. So if you want to hear more of Don's music, if you'd like to share Don's music with uh, other folks that you think will speak this language and it will speak to them, then recommend littlepacific.com and my friend here, Don Nyland Jr. Don, another throwback. This is kind of interesting. Have you heard of Striper? Oh yeah, he's a great singer. Yeah, here's a little bit of the famous Michael Sweet Scream. So Striper is putting out a brand new album here in 2020. You, you might remember the song To Hell With The Devil. Well, they have some new music. Uh, we're going to play a bit here. Recently, Michael Sweet from Striper was recorded talking about this new album, Even the Devil Believes. It really is our best. And, and then when I listen to it as a whole and the way it flows and everything, I think it's got all the perfect qualities for what everyone expects. You know, one person wants more 80s, they get it with invitation only. You know, one person wants more heavy, they get it with, uh, you know, uh, blood from above. One person wants mid-temple, they get it with do unto others. They want a ballad, they get it with this I pray. I mean, they we kind of just put everything in there to to please everyone. And you never please everyone, but I think with this album, it's going to come the closest. Now, the title track is Even the Devil Believes. Here's some of the lyrics. Religion's at our door, but yet we search for something more. We see the prophecies, but that won't bring us to our knees. All the answers are contained within the golden book. Every scar and red blood stain ignored and overlooked. Even the devil believes piety can leave you to bleed. Here's Michael Sweet talking about why they wrote that song and what it's about. We believe in God. Everyone knows that. And we also believe in the devil. We believe that the devil was created by God. He, he was Lucifer. And in heaven at one point in time and tried to take over heaven and was kicked out of heaven and became Satan. So even the devil believes the devil knows what's up. And, and that's what that's what we're trying to say with that statement. But but it also means even the devil believes. So don't say you believe because that that means nothing. 
Your words mean nothing. What means everything are your actions. Are you are you living a life that represents God, that represents Christ? Are you are you doing unto others as you would have them do unto you? You know, and and that's what we mean by even the devil believes. Here's some music from the title track of Striper's new album, Even the Devil Believes. using a language of music and a dialect that speaks to certain people and giving them the message that God wants them to hear. You might hear it from Striper. You might hear it from my friend, Don Nyland Jr. Don, it's been a pleasure to have you co-hosting this segment with me today. Thank you, Michelle. More than music. among Christian music for a number of reasons, and we'll talk about it, but we've got front guy, Michael Sweet, the man with the voice. Hello, Michael. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Striper, and you're hearing some of the music from back in the 1980s right now. You came to the forefront in the 1980s, and you even preceded a lot of the big Christian metal movement bands. Everyone was going by a cross thing. Well, not everyone, but you know, you had White Cross, Baron Cross, Neon Cross, and a lot of other really good bands that drew in a different audience. You're in a pretty prestigious line of bands that went against the grain, followed their calling. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the different thing uh, about Striper is before Striper, there were bands like Rez Band. The Baron Cross wasn't yes. even around. That's uh, right. White Cross wasn't around. Uh, it was it was Rez Band and Petra, and and yeah. you go back even further than that. You, you had bands like Sweet Comfort, Daniel. Yeah, those those were the Christian rock bands, and then Striper came on the scene, mm-hmm. um, and that's why. I think it was so shocking for especially the Christian uh, market uh, is we were so unusual and so different and heavy and we looked interesting, we sounded interesting in in a very different kind of way that they weren't used to. So if you watch the footage of us performing at the GMA Awards in 1985, you'll see what I'm talking about. You weren't necessarily there for them. You were reaching out uh, with the language that you speak, the the music that you speak to the people who speak that language. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, the reason why we were so different it, to this day, and were so different back in '84 when we first came out, is we were a rock band that became Christians, not Christians that became a rock band. I see. If, if that makes any sense, most, oh, it most, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, most Christian rock bands. If you go, you you interview them and dive into their history and their past, you're going to discover that they were Christians that became a rock band. You mentioned another one of my all-time favorite bands, the Res Band or the Resurrection Band. Brian Johnson had said, "Yeah, that was their where they came from," but they were a Christian band from day one. Did that? 
coming from a secular background, just a regular rock band turning to a Christian rock band? Did that open doors for you? Uh, did it make it easier as you toured with a lot of secular bands that both opened for you and you opened for? Well, we toured with a lot of people back back in the day. We toured with, uh, usually the way it worked with us, we were very fortunate and, and blessed and humbled by the fact that we were pretty much from day one headliners. So we moved from clubs into arenas, theaters, then arenas, as headliners. So we always had bands opening for us. And we toured with bands like White Lion. Uh, we yeah. toured with TNT, Loudness. Um, you know, we did shows here and there throughout the years with Bon Jovi and uh, yeah. Ronnie James okay. Dio and you know, a number of a number of bands throughout the years. And But we were always very blessed to be able to headline. And we were a rock band. You know, that's why we continued on with our same sound and our same look, but we changed the message and changed the lyrics to be completely, uh, devoutly and boldly about Christ. Yeah, in the day, you were very bold, and that has not changed in your new album, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, For one example, it was really well known and publicized here in the Seattle area when you toured with ACDC, even throwing out little Gideon Bibles into the audience. Yeah, and we've always thrown out Bibles from the very beginning. We used to throw them out back in 84, and they would get left all over the floors of the venue. And then we started putting the striper stickers on them. And then since that time, not one has been left. <laughs> and we've never sold them, never sold them. We've always given them away. And, um, you know, we've been doing that from the very beginning. We still do it to this day. Little pocket-sized New Testaments. And we just feel like that's, you know, the music is great. You go and and watch the rock show and you leave with the memory of that. But if you're walking out with the Bible, that's not a memory. That's Mm -hmm. something that's going to, you're going to read, hopefully, and it's going to take root and it's going to change your life. And that's that's eternity. That's, That's a whole different thing. Striper has a longevity, and this new album is just another example of you still moving with the times, bringing in uh, some of the classic Striper, but being able to be diverse. That's what I see on this album. There is a real diversity. You have a recognition. Kids who weren't even born when Striper music first came out. You mentioned Striper. It's like to hell with the devil. You know, they're like, yeah, I know Striper. This reaches them. It reaches classic Striper fans and even maybe a new audience. I think. It is amazing. I look back on the history of the band and the catalog and all the songs that we've recorded and written and released. And it, it really is astonishing, especially for a band like us, who really is a, an underdog band. We're the band that people probably would have voted against uh, had you done a poll back in 86 of if they'd still be here in 2020. <laughs> you know, they probably would have said no. Uh, and, and here we are. And, and I say that humbly. I don't, with no ego at all. Uh, thank God we're here. And... You know, we still I feel like we still have a lot left in us. The well's not dry. I mean we we've yeah. got a lot of a lot of writing to do, a lot of albums to record. Lord willing, if we're if we're alive and we can do it, we're gonna do it. Yes. The the message in this album, not unlike your music of the past, is is sharing the gospel 
even doing it with a little bit of an edge, and you would think there's no more edge in 2020, but the the title track, even the devil believes, that's that's pretty bold, and it's it's a powerful message to say that that says you know the devil sta- has stood before the throne of God. He knows there's a God, even he believes, but it doesn't mean nothing uh, if all it is is academic. Right, exactly, because, I mean, we all speak words, but, you know, you have to apply actions to those words and uh, to make it real. And that's why, you know, a lot of people believe in God, but that doesn't mean anything. So what? Wow. It, it, you you got to live it. And obviously the devil mm-hmm. doesn't live it. So, you know, even he believes, but we all know where he's going. So it, it is a powerful statement. It really is. So to take rock and roll music... It's good rock and roll music that you listen to, but man, you got you got some pretty deep theology interwoven in ways that once again another generation can can be singing. That's the tricky part as a writer because I write most of the music, and uh, the the tough part is trying to write a song that you know people can instantly recognize and relate to and gravitate towards, being the melody or the riff or the groove, whatever they hear first, that makes them go, ooh, what's that? And then the lyric, you know, you want to, I want to write lyrics that make people think, but yet at the same time, I, I read an article not long ago about the reason why country music is so successful is because the, the lyrics, I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of the lyrics are at a certain grade level, and mm-hmm. people... Uh, don't want to listen beyond that. In other words, that's what people relate to is a third or fourth or fifth grade level in lyrics. Mm. That's why you always hear country songs singing about trucks and beer and girls. And <laughs> it's like it, it, it's they use that same format over and over again because it's successful and that's what people want. So you you have to think about all these things as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you you, you got to be able to relate to people. You can't get so deep where it goes over people's heads and they don't even listen to the song or want to listen to the song. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, tricky. But think, of, think of what you're saying then. You're saying we're taking some pretty deep theological kind of stuff here. Deeper story here is, you know, nobody wants to listen to a history lesson, you know, unless it's Schoolhouse Rock. Right. You know, you really, exactly. you, that theological message and putting it in a way that yeah. is simple to understand, that's kind of what the gospel is right 2020 is a crazy year things have changed <laughs> over the years since striper first came on the scene so how how has 2020 and some of the years that have gone by affected you the band well i mean it's been a roller coaster ride for me personally i've had ups and downs good and bad uh, you know moments in my life uh and i just somehow i've persevered and i i can only uh say that that's due to my faith yeah. You know, I'm a man of faith. I'm one of those guys, it's in my DNA to, if I get knocked down, I get right back up. And if something happens to me that's tragic, instead of going in the bedroom and closing the blinds and closing the door and staying in there for a year or two, I tend to want to do things to help me get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just keep moving. I keep moving forward. I keep writing. I keep producing. I keep living. I keep breathing the air. Even though COVID is here and we're in a pandemic and, and times are really crazy, it hasn't slowed me down any. Uh, this has been probably my most active year in terms of and productive year. So it's pretty interesting. And that's just how I'm built. It, I like a good challenge. 
Final question about the band coming together for this album. You, How's the band changed since you were first on the scene? Well, I mean, obviously, we've all gotten a little older, so some things have changed. You know, we, we, um, we walk on stage a little slower, you know? <laughs> um, we, we You're not that this. old, Michael. <laughs> I know, I know. We're not that old, but, you know, there's, there was a little more pep in our step back, you gotcha. know, 25, 30 years ago. But we're, we're still, we still feel like kids. We still love what we do, and we're just as passionate about it as we were in 1984. Uh, that has not changed whatsoever. Uh, it's just, you know, there's slight limitations with getting old. Uh, you know, when you're traveling the world and you're doing, like, for example, back in the day, it was easy to do five in a row, five shows. Mm-hmm. No problem. Now, it's a little tougher. It's a little tougher to do three in a row. <laughs> yeah, I get You know, you. because your voice it gets more tired faster and your body gets tired faster. And those 4 a.m. lobby calls with three and four in a row lugging 20 suitcases with 10 people. It's like, Ugh, you know, yeah, that's that's yeah. the tough part. of. It. But I, I count my blessings every day. Yeah. Michael, I want to thank you very much for coming on live from Seattle today. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you to you and your band for staying true to your calling. You've made a difference in a lot of people's life, and a lot of those young people are adults now walking with the Lord, and in part because of your ministry. Keep it up, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Great album. Thank you, Michelle. God bless you. Thank you. For more fun, go to MichaelLive.com.